Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event. Are you ready? Let's get ready to ramp up your sales. And now the man you've been waiting for. He is the real thriller in Manila. The undisputed, undefeated, reigning, defending, pound for pound, heavyweight, John, the sales machine, Rankins! Ladies and gentlemen, we got a great day ahead of us. Today on the podcast, we got Ken Okazaki, and he's the leader of like the 20X agency. He puts on professional and personal development seminars throughout Japan. And the way he does it is through video marketing. He literally has generated multiple millions of dollars empowering organizations and individuals with the power of video marketing through social media that allows them to not only scale their business, but build a sustainable, scalable income with his methodologies. Let's welcome him to the show. Welcome, Ken. John, thank you so much. It's good to see you again. I think it's been a, a good couple of years since the last time we were working together. Uh, you as my client, and now you got your own podcast show and everything. Really excited to be on the show. Hey, man, it's really exciting. I remember when uh, we started to working together. It That's was when you were in Vegas, period. right? Yeah, it was during yeah. the pandemic. Yeah, that's right. That's right. that's right. We won an award for the sales machine software, being a new innovator in, in building out uh, companies. And I needed the methodology and to explore new marketing ideas. And you introduced me not only to video marketing, but the power of it and how to literally create videos that would lead people to want to do business or work with the sales machine. And today I want to talk about how you do it and how you've not only scaled, helped me scale my brand, but other brands all over the world. So why don't you take us through what you do and how you do it? I'm really happy to. So uh, when you introduced me, you know, we mentioned briefly about, you know, my events, you know, organization and promotion. And I'm not currently doing that, but you know, obviously the pandemic changed a lot of things, but that's the world I was in when I pivoted into what I'm doing now. And what we do is, you know, here in Japan, I'd hire speakers, you know, people like Tony Robbins, people like, you know, Robert Kiyosaki, the household names, the kind of people that if you know that if you put them on a billboard or in an ad, then people would show up to see them. And we do two or three day events and on average, you know, it's each event is a seven figure event, you know, I'd walk away with a couple million dollars, we do it every other month. But the key to filling these rooms was video. And what I mean is we're running ads, right? We were renting people's email lists, we were doing organic, we're doing viral, we paid for PR, you know, in newspapers, TV, we pretty much did everything and worked with several agencies. And time after time, after time, after time, the best bang for buck is video. So I built out my creative team inside of the events business. So we had, it, it was basically me running it because I, I loved it so much. And maybe I got, you know, <laughs> I was micromanaging it, but that's when I really discovered the power of producing great video and how profitable it can be for businesses. And I just kept promoting event after event after event. Now I'm not in that business anymore, but what happened when I pivoted is I had close proximity to the world's most respected speakers, the kind of people who I'd pay seven figures to show up on my stage. 
And I said, hey, remember when you came to Japan and there was that, you know, sea of smiling faces and open wallets? <laughs> you want me to help you do that, not just in Japan, but globally for your brand. And that's how I pivoted into my agency where we do that one-on-one -on -one with some of these higher level clients. Now, I'm not going to say their names because uh, recently it's become kind of a thing where people are, you know, they brag too much about names and it's just a little bit distasteful, but you can, let's just say that these are household names if you are in the personal development or business arenas. So that's how I got into it. And currently we've been opening our, like our repertoire for businesses that are more like in the seven figure range and being able to just systematize the ideation of the, of the videos, the production of the videos, we shoot everything remotely, the editing and managing all the social media to just, you know, help them expand and grow. So that's in a nutshell, what we do and how I got here to what I'm doing. That's amazing. And the reason why I wanted to have you on the show is not only I know a lot of the people that you do work with and they are household names. Actually, that's how we met is through one of my clients, right? Is, and he was just like, hey, we should meet John. <laughs> and that's, that's, right. that's how we actually got connected. And he's got several million followers now, I think, right? That's right. And a lot of these guys do. And, and what's changing now, even with AI, and we can talk a little bit about that. I've had several experts on the show. And one of them is James Skinner, and he's in your neck of the woods. I'm sure you know James. Yes. Very intelligent guy. Yeah, he's he's a super stud, and he's a really good friend. I call him Big Baby Bear. Um, and I've, I've spoke in Japan on his stages to a lot of the CEOs of what would be like the Fortune 500 in Japan. And he's doing a lot with AI now. He's traveling with Robert Kiyosaki. They're old friends as well, but literally educating people on leveraging AI to scale their business. And it's not yet there for video. It can do some amazing things, but what you do is completely different. And today there's a lot of noise out there as far as content or getting AI to write content. And uh, videos convert way better than just landing pages, mm -hmm. right? And can you speak to that and how you can create videos to help scale a company. Cause like you said, you're starting to work with seven figure corporations, right? They want to get to, you know, 10 figures. So can you speak to how you're leveraging video to do that? And what are like three steps, five steps or things that people can do to do that? Yeah. Really good question. So first of all, you know, AI, it is something that has affected, I think every single online business in a big way. And the way we leverage AI is that, it helps us with the same team. Well, let's put it this way. Before what would take one person four hours to do, now we could have one person do the same thing in half an hour. We're like, we're going eight times faster. So the way we look at it is we're AI empowered humans. It's not AI instead of humans, it's AI empowered humans. And I'm not sure, like, is, is this a PG? Like as far as words go, like, is there anything? No, it's like, not. I can say whatever, not. right? So our mantra, yeah. my mantra is, and uh, every now and then when I see my, my team working too hard, I said, repeat after me, I will make AI my bitch. Repeat after me, I will make AI. And that, that's the attitude. Like AI is your bitch. It's not your enemy. It's not your competitor. It's a beast. It's a powerful dog. It's a Doberman Pinscher. And it's your bitch. It's your bitch. You're, you're not going to be taken over by it you, as long as you, you teach it who's boss. And that's what we want. We want everybody to have the AI be their underlings to empower them to do more, right? So that comes with, you know, our research. We do a lot of research online, our content production. Like once, 
like, for example, this podcast we're recording right now, I do this, a similar thing. I use Riverside, just like you're using, but we take the script and we feed the whole thing into AI. And then we say, okay, what are the highlights here? What are the main chapters going to be? What's a good LinkedIn article from this? What's a good email copy that's going to come out of this? And I've written about five or six of my own AI programs. Like I programmed it myself so that my team can just use it. And our clients have their own programs that have learned their voice. And it says, right, like, for example, if it was you, for example, I would just say, take this transcript and write a LinkedIn article in John Rankin's voice. Take this article, write an email article in John Rankin's voice. And that program is going to know what format of email you like, what tonality you like to use, what kind of things will be interesting to your audience because we train it, right? So we write separate programs for every single one of our clients. So this is all some, how AI helps us. But it doesn't replace us. It just helps us. It's like a really well-trained VA, you might think of that. Now, as far as what video does, there's, I think that one of the biggest things that stops entrepreneurs from succeeding with video is that they're being asked to be creative in a field that they're not comfortable in. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Like when we started, do you remember I helped you with a framework? It's just like, okay, Hilda, we hook them in. You're going to say a quick introduction. You're going to lead into it with a with a story right or like lead into what you're the real thing you want to teach like set it up deliver value then ask for something and that's a framework so what we do with our clients is now we have like 50 different frameworks it's like oh you want to take them to a lead magnet let's use this framework you know you want to handle objections before the sales call right in your public content that's this one and we have or, or you want to share a, a customer testimonial here's a framework for that and we create a whole bunch of frameworks so then with our and once you've had the training once, I could just give you an idea, slam it together with a framework, and you can immediately spit out some content because you've had the training. So I think that's one of the biggest gifts I've given our clients is the, the idea that they don't have to riff. They don't have to make stuff up as they're going. You know, you, you see this thing happen where people are talking and thinking at the same time and the, like their brain is switching left and right, left and right, and it's, it comes out a jumbled mess. No, we just, you know, they've, they've got the content, we've got the framework, we put them together, and then it gets real easy. Magic. Absolute magic. Yeah. And like I said, I know some of the people you work with and uh, yeah, I've watched them grow and actually grow their brands, several of them to 10 figures. And uh, it's been amazing, uh, especially like you talk about the AI being a tool, right? Or your bitch, right? But I see it as like a power tool. You know what I mean? It's so much more advanced where you can actually decrease the amount of time and leverage your knowledge by using AI to scale. And if you're in a room full of CEOs or C-suite executives right now, what would you say would be not just the Hilda framework? And I'll let you explain that a little bit more. I want to go deeper because it really helped me understand how to stay on point, how to stay focused and drive people to the value, the value proposition that we offer. So if you're in a room full of them, what would you say was step number one, step number two, step number three, step number four, and step number five? To be unlike the competitions, because like I said earlier, there's a lot of noise. There's a lot of content out there. How do they put out videos that are unlike everybody else? Okay, I'm going to give you the the master class as little time as possible. Okay. So step one, you're going to want to think about doing short form content. So the format matters instead of doing 15 minute videos, 10 minute videos, go for the, like the 40 second videos. And it's kind of like you're at the airport 
and you get on that walk later, it's the same amount of effort, but you go faster. The algorithms are all scared shitless about TikTok. They're like all the other platforms. So they got to compete to capture that space. So that's YouTube, Instagram, Facebook Reels, and of course, TikTok itself. That format is going to help you grow faster than anything else. Now, once we've got the format decided for a starting point, it doesn't mean you won't do the other stuff, but you need a starting point because you need quick and easy. Second thing you got to do is think about, you talk to your sales team, right? Get a list of all the objections they get. Like, uh, I don't have enough money. It's going to take too long. It's, it's the wrong time of day. It's, uh, it's not compatible with whatever, like every single objection. And those objections are going to be a list of content you're going you're gonna to make videos about, right? Second list is going to be customer testimonials, right? Like what are the actual, what's the actual progress you're making with your customers? Get a list of all your top customers and get just a one-liner from them. Or even if you already know what they are, compile that. Now, the third line of topics you're going to get is commonly asked questions in other people's feeds. So let's say somebody, their job is uh, they got a business renting out porta potties, you know, to events, right? So you want to look at every, I don't know if porta potties have social media. Maybe they do, right? You can look at every single other porta potties websites and all their social media and look for what are their highest performing videos and why is it? Now, it's not, we're not going to just copy them, but we are going to get clues about what's working and what's the audience really interested in. You're going to compile all of that. Now, the last thing is actual useful information, how to's, like how you did stuff, how they can do stuff, right? So now we've got these four pillars, right? We got the objection handling. We got the, the testimonials, we got the competitor analysis, and we got the how-tos. And let's say we get 20 of each. So now we've got 80 topics to talk about. You're going to organize all those. Next thing, now we got to think of a framework. So let's start with how-tos. I'm going to teach one. I don't have time to teach them all, but this one is probably the easiest to learn and understand. And it's called the three and three. And John, if you don't mind, you're going to be my guinea pig here. And we're going to work together and build something. Is that cool? Sure. With you? Okay. I, I love it. This is a three and three framework for a sub 60 second video. So every one of these videos has three acts. The first act is the opening or the hook, right? Second act is the body. And the third is the closing. Pretty simple. Now it's called three and three because there's three acts. But in the third act, when you close, you give them three immediately actionable steps to actually accomplish the thing you say you're going to do. So let me break this down for you. Act one, you tell them what they need to stop doing that they think is actually a good thing right? Step two, you tell them what they should be doing instead. What's the right way to be doing this? And step three, you give them the first three actionable steps to accomplish what you just mentioned in step two. So let's walk through this, okay? So if anybody's listening to this, you should actually be doing this because this is going to make your life so easy if you're doing content creation. John, in sales, what are people doing that they think is the right thing, but that they need to stop doing? Overselling. Overselling. They think overselling is a good thing? Oh, no, sorry. Repeat Let's phrase it in a way that they think it's the right thing to do. Phrase it in a way that they think it's the right thing to do. Like, for example, if it's weight loss, I would talking say... Talking about themselves, talking about their company, talking about their value instead of finding out what the customer wants. Okay, so let's pick one of those. Let's just say, stop talking about your product. Is that, is that a good one? Okay, so we're going to start the video by saying, hey, if you're in sales, the last thing... No, if you're in sales and you're talking about your product, you need to stop that right now. Now we got their attention. They're just like, what? What else do I talk about, right? Second step, what they should do instead. Instead, you should be talking about, John, what is it? Instead, you should be finding out what is the biggest pain point that your customers are actually feeling right now. Okay, now, so we covered act one, act two, and act three. What are three simple questions that you can ask 
to find the pain points. Could you give me three of them? Yeah. So number one, what uh, problems are you currently dealing with in your business? Number two, what is that costing you? Okay. And number three, if you had a solution that could solve that problem, what would that look like for you? Okay, great. Now I'm going to see if I can remember that up here in my, my tiny little brain. But this is what a, a short-form content would look like in this, with this framework. If you're in sales and you're talking about the features and benefits of your products, I need you to stop that right now, especially if you want more sales. What you need to do instead is to ask the questions about what problem they're currently facing, even if it's not directly related to what you're trying to sell. Now, here's three questions to accomplish that. Number one, what's the biggest problem you're having right now in your business, right? Just leave it open-ended. Number two, the second question, this works every single time. You say, what is that actually costing you? And number three, this, this one is going to be the slam dunk question, and you got to bring your tone to just the right level. But when you ask this right, it always wins. What you're going to say is, what would it look like for you to win? Now, with these three questions, I have closed multiple millions of dollars. And if you do it right, I guarantee you will see an uptick in your sales. If you want to see more like this, follow my channel for more videos. There, that's done. Short, about one minute. I, I'd probably tighten it up a little bit more if I did a couple times. But that's a framework. Stop doing this. Do this instead. Here's how. So... What you can do is use that, apply that same framework to all of the, like the how-to kind of videos. We have other ones for objection handling videos, right? We have other ones for, you know, the testimonial videos and stuff, but that's just an idea to get, kind of give you an idea of what a framework is. Yeah. And it's all video based. Exactly. And, and you know what? You could also do the same thing in copy. You know, you could use the same kind of format. I really think that video is just copywriting with performance is <laughs> all it really is there is the added you know th there's the liveness of it where you actually have to perform it versus it being all digital right so i've taken you from step one is choosing the platform step two is getting the topic step three is add a framework to it right now step four is you got to actually go and shoot the damn thing which means you know like you have a beautiful studio there john if you don't have a beautiful studio use your phone I just got the iPhone 15, but if you have the iPhone 12 or higher or, or the Android equivalent of something that's like not more than three years old, you're going to be able to shoot great quality video. You do want to probably get like a clip-on mic or something, shoot the videos. What we do, a lot of people, this is where they get stuck because you could outsource, you could get help on all the other stuff, but it's you that's got to be in front of the camera, right? So uh, what we actually do is we assign a drill sergeant and we actually, just like we're doing right now, we use Riverside and we live direct and coach our clients, we get the plan and we're both looking at the same thing. We just say, hey, do this, do this, do this, do this. You can hire a friend or a staff member to do it too, but you just got to get it done, right? Get the videos edited. Now here is where the rubber meets the road. You got all these videos shot. Let's say you got like 80 videos, right? Spend two days or a day maybe if you're, if you want to, you know, do like two half days or a full day. Step five, I think we're at five or six. I'm not sure, somewhere around there, five. Now, yeah, once it's edited, you got to go and actually post the stuff. Now, what I would do if you're starting out and you don't really, if you're not putting out at least two new reels a day, which is what I say is the baseline if you're a seven figure business and you want to grow fast, then uh, you got to get up to speed because at this stage, it's quantity over quality. It's like playing golf. You don't hope to get a hole in one with every single swing. You swing a hundred times a day right? Each time to get a little bit better and a little better. And you're getting closer and closer and closer. So we're at that stage. Unless you already have a seven-figure following, then, then there's a different strategy. But if you don't, then we are swinging for the fences and seeing what works. You're going to post all your videos, schedule them to go out over the next 30 days or, or 60 days if you like. You just schedule it, right? 
And if you have the budget, I want you to put $5 per day per video to boost them. Now, the reason we do this is that if you're a new channel, a lot of these will get zero views. What's going to happen if you do $5 per day to, per video is every single video is going to get the exact equal opportunity to become discovered. It's going to be shown to a minimum amount of people. Let's say 100 people will come across their feeds. And then we will know very quickly which ones are the, what's working and what's not. So once all these cycle through, we're going to revisit it, look at the highest performers. And now we know what's the, the market match fit between your message and the market, right? Then we plan around expanding on these topics and we just rinse and repeat and rinse and repeat. Now, the other thing that's going to happen is you're, if you're running ads on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, wherever, your ads team is going to be super happy because you have automatically selected, you know, through all this, what's the lowest cost per click video that you could be running ads to. So a lot of the highest performers, they just turn straight into ads without re-editing or anything. Sometimes people do re-edit it and they stick like a call to action under it or something, but that's not even really necessary a lot of time. You can just have the button that says it and then the copy will sell it, right? And the video is going viral because we've tested this multiple times. So that is the pretty much the roadmap right there to going from ideation to actually running organic and paid media to help grow your brand with social media, especially short form. And if you were to take it a step further, it's also going to be the, the list of all the best topics. So then you, you can launch either a podcast where you're like expanding on these topics because you already know that they're going to work or a YouTube channel where you can make 10 to 15 minute videos with pre-tested and proven topics that you know is a good match between you know your face and the message and the audience. So I hope I didn't just vomit too much information there. No, I think it's fantastic. You know, step one, two, three, four, and five. One, quick 40 second videos. Two, objections, but with the four step framework of objections, testimonials, common questions, as well as what is your competitors doing. Three, list the framework, the three by three, four, shoot the videos, and number five, post it. And not only post it, have two reels a day, spend five bucks a day. And uh, something that a lot of people are not talking about that you said is at this phase, especially if you're a seven-figure business, you need to do two reels a day. And it's quantity over quality. And a lot of people worry about getting it right or getting it perfect before they do anything. So, you know, it paralyzes them. So I'm always about progress and we'll figure it out and get better as we go. That's why I launched the podcast because I want to empower companies uh, with the right framework so that they can scale their business with real people doing, you know, what's relevant right now. And if you're not doing the quantity, you're not going to be top of mind. And if nobody, you can have the greatest product in the world, but if nobody knows about you, then they're obviously going to buy from somebody that they do know about. And people are lost these days with so much information, whereas video will separate you from all of your other competitors. And you talked about the five bucks a day to boost those posts, but are you talking about the posts? or the ad, or both? So let's, let's just take Instagram for an example here. We're not even gonna go into the ads platform. We're just gonna go straight from your timeline and hit that boost button, put five bucks on it, and just leave it. And this is not because we're trying to convert right now. This is just because we wanna ensure that every piece of media you put out has equal opportunity to become noticed. Sometimes you'll get, certain stuff will not get shown on anyone's feed, 
just because you're so new and, you know, Facebook or, you know, the meta algorithm is not showing it to people because they're just like, oh, this guy's coming out of, out of nowhere. That's why we pay the five bucks. That's why we make sure that the data is more clean, you might say, because we know that every single video had equal opportunity to become noticed. And then when we pick the winners, we know that they really are the winners and not just by chance. And then you repurpose those with ads? Not necessarily. So there's a couple things you do, right? So let's just say in the first month, we're going to layer these things on top of each other, right? So now this is going to get a little bit technical, but uh, bear with me here. I have my team go through and there's, there's data that uh, you can get straight from the social media platforms and there's data that you have to have humans looking at it still. Even, I think AI might do it at some point, but right now I don't know of anybody that does this. So we look at all the performance from the previous month and, and it's got to be at least like two weeks old. Like we don't do anything more recently than two weeks because that recency factor maybe has, just hasn't matured yet, right? So we look at everything from two weeks to six weeks ago. That's a four-week span. And then we're going to categorize every single video by first, there's going to be views, likes, shares, comments, and things like that. And then we put it in the, we have a gravity metric. What that means is that we give more value to certain things than others. The thing that we give the highest value to is retention. Like which video are people watching 70%, 80%, 90%, not shares and likes, because I don't know about you, but I've, I've seen my buddies and my friends come across my feed. I don't have time to watch it, but I'll like it because they're my friend, right? You know, <laughs> and I'll, I'll, I'll give it a like and like, Hey dude, good to see you kind of thing. But I didn't actually watch it because it wasn't actually interesting enough to me. So those metrics are cool, but they're not as important as the video is so good. I actually watched it to the end. And that's what's most important because when you're running ads, you're going to be targeting a cold audience. So the retention metric is so important. We give it about five times more value than a like. We give shares a pretty high value and saves a pretty high value too. Saves, we're finding that it's not as important as before because people, I swear, like the save feature in for, for watch later, you know, it, it's like the never like the ever expanding septic tank, you know, it just keeps filling like, it, like, it, like nobody goes back in there and digs out all the videos they save. Right. That's the funniest. Uh, am thing I right? Ever. Yeah, it's totally true. And I'm guilty. I've saved a bunch of, of stuff and have never, ever went back to it because, you know, I'm so busy focused on what I'm doing. Right. And I, I believe that the, somebody on the meta team, when they created that feature, they were just like, what if somebody wants to watch it, but they feel guilty about not finishing it? How can we create a mechanism to ease their guilt and they're saving it for, even though they'll never watch it, we're just going to make them feel like they might watch it later. You know, then they're, they'll go on to the next one and the next one. So it is a coping mechanism for being overwhelmed with data and telling yourself, lying to yourself that you're going to watch it later when you actually never will. Right. Yeah, so saves are it. becoming less valuable. I 100% agree. It's all about the retention, folks. If people are not watching your videos all the way through, they're really not interested. And if it's your friends, guess what? They're just being nice, right? They're not telling you what you want to hear. It's the truth, yeah. So then we rank all the videos, right? Highest performers, lowest performers. And we take into account all the metrics. And then we look at the top 10% of the, the performers. And then we look for patterns. Is the, is the person speaking fast? Are they excited? Are they speaking slow? Are they like getting emotional? Are they gesturing with their hands? Are they looking at the camera? Are they looking off camera? What are they wearing? What color are the fonts on the screen? What's the topic they're talking about? These are all things that are not going to show up inside the social media metrics. And we, we're not going to be able to look through all the videos. We only look at the top 10%.
And then we create a hypothesis on what's the winning formula to do more like this. Then we create a hypothesis on the bottom 10%. Like, what are we noticing that we need to stop doing? Then with that hypothesis, we create our next month's content plan and we keep rolling it and rolling it. Now, if something is consistently winning, we're going to send those over to the ads team of our clients and say, hey, I think you should turn this into an ad and we'll show them the numbers. Just like, holy crap, this is amazing. Let's do it. And uh, that's how a lot of these videos get turned into ads. And some of them, like we boost it for, you know, five, five bucks, right? And then the next month, we're just like, this is a winner. And this, every time someone clicks, we can see the metrics on if they watch the video and become a follower, which is a great sign. That means that they're finding, they like it and they want to see more like it, right? Those, like we have, I have one client that's running about $30,000 a month to one video because he gets, it, it helps the business <laughs> grow so much. And he's not even running ads to it. It's just boosting for views because the views turn to followers, followers turn to conversations, conversations turn to clients. So that's kind of like the expansion of how you could take this data and turn it into money in your pocket. Wow, that's gold. You're actually giving people gold right now, the winning formula. But it's it's a formula. It's not the key to this or the key to that. There's really several steps you need to go through, especially the way you're evaluating at the end of the month to find out the top 10% to actually deliver a winning formula. And uh, I always say, you know, it's not about what you start doing, but it's about what you stop doing and then what you can streamline. Stop, start, streamline. So I love your formula. My lady, Vanessa, she talks about the vanity metrics, right? Because a lot of people, they don't tell you what you need to hear. They tell you what you want to hear. And when I first started the podcast, I had some reels and I sent out there and, you know, everybody told me how spectacular they, they were and how great they were. But initially, one of my mentors, uh, he came back to me. He goes, you know, this is crazy. This is too over the top. What are you running a circus? John, I will, if you like, off camera after this, I will have a look at your numbers and show you where your retention is and the numbers you should be looking at. Because what people say, they're polite. You're a nice guy. People like you, John. But they might not say, dude, you got like ketchup all over your shirt you know like they might not say that but everybody else sees it right uh, just because we're, we're humans and we like to interact but it's true if you're not seeing the retention consistently at a, a certain level or at least increasing then this is why we do a whole bunch of video because until you see that retention getting to where you want it which is going to be 60 percent on the low end then you know you still got work to do and you still got to be throwing more spaghetti at that wall until something sticks. And then you're like, that's it. Every time we make this video in this tonality with this theme and this topic, calling out my audience in this way and you know, with this either a smile or a stern face or a shock face, I don't know what it's going to be. But until we find that formula, then you're still going to be, you know, we got to do a large quantity. It's market testing. I get it. It, it can become, without the right formula, it can be come no man's land. I mean, where you're literally, um, and this is classic why people don't trust salespeople. You know, there's the old stigma, but now it's not just about salespeople anymore. It's about marketing agencies because there's a lot of marketing agencies out there that just say, keep throwing, you're not spending enough money. You're not spending enough money on ads. Five bucks a day, man. Like just keep it, keep it simple. <laughs> but I will say something about that though. A lot of marketing agencies, they, they don't like my approach. Not all, a lot, a lot of them like it, but some people are like, 
why are you boosting videos on the platform when you could be running ads? Like, because with ads, there's more control, there's more flexibility, right? And here's the difference, because my job to my clients is to build authority and business growth. Now, when you run an ad and the ad stops running, all those, all the metrics go away, right? All the, like, if they go visit your Instagram reels and stuff, then they're not going to see that your ad got 40,000 views or 100,000 views. They just, it's not there because you ran as an ad and it disappears. But if you post it organically and then boost it, then all the metrics stay there. And then what's going to happen is if someone's checking you out, let's say John Rankin's like, oh, what is this, uh, you know, the sales machine thing? Let me Google it. And then they're going to find you on Instagram. It's like, wow, this guy's got like hundreds of thousands of views. Must be something valuable, right? So that authority sticks around and that's why we do that. And, you know, people could argue both ways, but that's the reasoning behind boosting versus running ads. Now, I, I recommend it both, but the boosting part does help you build that, the perceived authority from uh, casual viewers who are still just checking you out. Yeah, and it goes back to the framework of no like, and trust, right? So people get to know you, they, they begin to like you, and then they trust your value proposition when you actually make them an offer. And I see it as sales is something that I'm doing for people to help them rather than it's something I do to them. So I love the framework that you set up. I think it's absolute gold rather than just throwing money in, in the wind. You actually use the analytics and the numbers so that at the end of the month, you're not driving blind or in no man's land. In speaking to that, so I work with a lot of different companies and clients in the sales machine actually empowers companies with the software as a service so that Essentially, you can set and forget uh, your sales, your marketing, your accountability, customer retention, and training. But I'm always about the value. And the first 30 years of my life, I've been you know, training and, and uh, scaling sales teams all over the world. And what I found was now that I'm working more with B2B clients instead of just scaling salespeople because I've managed over 3,000 at a time. I decided that all of the frameworks that I have, I'm just going to give them away, right, as lead magnets, rather than charging people a thousand bucks or five thousand dollars to train CEOs over a short period of time. And it's really made a huge difference, especially on LinkedIn, where I'm just sending them the frameworks. Whenever I have a new connection, I believe in always giving first. And so I'm giving away like the seven superpowers to scaling sales teams. I'm giving away the ultimate success formula for scaling a business. And uh, I found that, you know, half of the connections that I've actually approached, they're resonating because I have nothing to sell them. Right. And so I want to hear your take on that because ultimately you're a marketer, right? You're a genius marketer and you're using the vehicle and AI now with video. So how would you speak to actually creating those lead magnets through video? How are you doing it? And what is your feedback on that? Yeah, that's a really good question. And, and the market has changed so much. I remember way back when Frank Kern, right, he put out this, this uh, training, and he, it was either Frank, or I can't remember, it was one of the OG, you know, syndicate marketers. And they talked about moving what they called the free line in quotations. So between what's free and what's paid, 
And they talked about moving it closer to here. So there's more stuff on the free side than the paid side. And that's how you get more customers. And I think that's one of the, the greatest illustrations that I've seen on how to think about this. Now, moving the free line has just gone to the next level. The next It's just gone so far to the free side that right now, pretty much what people are expecting is that all the ex, all the education and information is free and implementation is what you pay for. So how to do it is free information. And people like Alex Ramosi are really leading the charge here in moving that free line further than anybody else has been willing to so far. And he literally says, I've got nothing to sell you. I, I just want to buy your business, but I want to help you grow your business to, you know, th at least $3 million a year before I can even consider buying it. And, you know, it's an ethical move. And what it's done is it's put a lot of pressure on content creators and course creators and stuff to actually up their game. So that's kind of like the prequel to what I'm about to say is when it comes to lead magnets, I'm finding that less and less people want to pay for when I say pay in terms of time and effort, like when I say time, five seconds, that's a payment, right? You know, 10 seconds to fill out a form, 30 seconds to fill out a form. That's a little bit of time and effort that people are paying you. People are willing to pay less and less. So there's, if the kind of stuff people want is a quick solution to a very narrow problem, a deep solution to a narrow problem. So for example, if I said, for example, John, oh, everything I just shared with you, that the whole framework, right? I made this, this uh, five-page PDF where it graphically shows you and has all the links to where I get all the stuff. Would it be valuable to you if I sent you that five-page manual that just takes that whole framework I just shared with you? Would it be worth you giving me your contact info so I can send it to you? Gold. Right? So Absolutely. what I've done is I've already given the information to you. You already have it right here. But you know that if you have it in a more easily digestible format, you'll be able to see it visually. You'll also be able to share it with your, your buddies in your you know, like maybe your assistants, your team, they'll be able to look at it and you'll be able to better understand and be more likely to implement it. So I'm solving a deep and narrow uh, solution to this very unique situation we're in. So to say you have a secret is like, it's so cliche, you know, like I think that Russell Brunson really took that over the top, you know, the dot-com secrets, this secret, that secret. I don't think people really are into finding out the big secret anymore. They're finding out more. It's just a twist on good advice, right? But what they do want is a complete solution to a narrow problem. And that's what you have to think about when you do lead magnets. What's the narrow problem and how can you provide a complete solution to that? And uh, so as far as like general information, like how to improve your sales, how to, you know, like just what I just shared with you right now, that roadmap to how to use content to make more money in your business, that could go out in a free YouTube video. People find that valuable, but they might give you information to, and they might give, they might pay with time and effort to get a lead magnet related to that. Is this making sense? Yeah, 100%. And that's exactly what Alex Hermosi and uh, you and I both know him. And obviously, he's definitely using a framework that looks very similar to what you're talking about right now. And he definitely is out there doing a lot of quantity. And uh, I, I remember watching his videos in the beginning. And um, not all of them were like over the top. But he figured it out along the way. And it looks a lot like your formula, uh, I must say, because more and more and more as I saw him progress, and I'm a fan. Not only am I a fan, but I believe in what he's doing. I always believe in give and you shall receive. And uh, so I love what Alex is doing. And uh, a lot of marketers don't because literally 
with $100 million offers, and now his latest book. What's the latest book? $100 million leads, I think. $100 million leads. Yeah. He just gave it all away. And uh, even me, I bought three books just to contribute and uh, also to empower my team to understand that, you know, let's just follow the framework because success leaves clues. And more and more, like my mentor said, based on, you know, we built some reels as far as uh, the podcast and introducing the podcast. And I'm an excited guy. I'm, I'm an enthusiastic guy. But my whole goal is to help companies solve their problem and be more profitable. So what you've given away today is absolute gold. And I believe in the lead magnets. I believe in your system. I know it works. I've watched it work. I've watched you grow several, not only individuals, but actually organizations. I want to talk about what is the biggest difference you've made with an organization like a B2B company and uh, what was the result of that? You know, it's hard to say, and I'll, I'll give you the reason why it's hard to say, because most of our clients have a full-on marketing team. They have a full-time ads manager or maybe two or three of them. They have people creating their programs. They've got live events happening. They've got sales teams. So when I work with these companies, then to say, hey, we went from here to here, like I could talk about how their business tripled in the time we worked together, which is not uncommon, but I can't take responsibility for that because on top of us doing all of their social media content, they're still building their sales team up, right? They're doing a lot of things that we might influence or be influenced by, but we're really we become a part of their team. So I think that in terms of like cash and stuff, it's too hard to you know, extricate that from the, the bigger machine that's working. But to give you a brief idea, most of our clients are agency owners, right? SaaS and like, like services and coaches, people who are in the business coaching mostly, but coaching space in general or consultancies. And the biggest problem they have usually is that organic content is not consistent and they're not measuring and they're not improving. So that's what we put in place. We have our full team that takes over that for them. We work directly with the face of the company and we just help dial that in and just expand on that, get more and better incrementally every single month so that they don't have to worry about it. And if any time they're just like, hey, let's let's turn the dial up on this or that, then that's what we do. And we help them to, to just grow faster. Yeah, and I, I love how you say, you know, there's, do it yourself, there's do it with you, but more and more people want it done for them, right? But the videos, got there's got to be someone out there that's consistent to actually drive people and drive traffic to scale the business. So, you know, you, you're unbelievable, Ken, and, you know, you're so humble. I, I love that about you, and I also love the fact that you're creating real results right now. And everybody on the podcast listening to this, if you implement his framework or you go and find him, where can they find you? Ken Okazaki.com, right? If you just Google my name, then you'll see me on every platform. That's Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, you know, my webpage, just Google my name. You also find my podcast, the content capitalist where I is, is conversations with my clients. So if you, if you want to have a, an idea of who I work with, then you can get some hints there. The clients are, this is my, my shtick in my, my podcast. They're my past clients, my present clients, and my future clients. <laughs> that's who I talk to. And they're all doing at least seven figures. And that's how I qualify who gets on my show. 
if they're doing seven figures and they're doing it with content, then let's talk. And I just share their story on how they're doing it. Amazing. All right. Thank you so much today, ladies and gentlemen. It's the five-step framework. Quick 40-second videos. Number two is the four parts of your topic, the objections, testimonials, competitor questions, especially, and common ask questions. Number three is utilizing the three by three framework. Number four is you got to shoot the videos. You got to do the work. And number five, post it. That's Ken Okazaki's framework. And if you use that, you can create real relevant results right now from your business, whether you're starting out or you own an enterprise level company, ladies and gentlemen, it's all about seeing the results of that, seeing how much retention you got, and finally, identifying the winning 10% formula every month. Wash, rinse, and repeat. Absolute gold. Thank you so much, Ken. You're amazing. Thank you too, John. Great reconnecting with you. That's a wrap, folks. Thanks for joining me today. And if you got value from this episode, do me a favor. Like, subscribe, and refer a friend. And if you want even more value, go to thesalesmachine.com. Click on resources, and there's tons of resources there to increase profits and drive performance in your business. Right on, right on, come on.